Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Ein Aleph. Um, today's shoes for Ilunishmas Hirsch Ben Ruvain. May his Neshama have an Aliyah and may his memory be a blessing. Um, so we'll go from the Mishnah right at the beginning of 71a. Ein Aleph right at the top. Um, I just thought since we haven't been learning together, just to get some of the main, uh, the last few daf of this parak, just to put across some of the main points, just so that we're on the same page. So what this parak has been discussing, what's called Hafora. Afora, I saw article translated as revoke. Um, it's getting the netter announced, but it's a very different mechanism to what we're used to seeing, which is when you um, annulment or uh, when you go to the, or sha'ila, when you go to the chacham and you say, I regret my netter, or had I known X, I would not have taken my netter. That's regular. Um, Hatora, Hatora getting your vow permitted. This is Hafora, this is specifically a father or a husband have a right to do Hafora, to revoke their daughter or their wife's Nadorim. And that's a father only has that right up until, as long as she's a well, up until when she's a Nara, until she's 12 and a half. Obviously, the neder of a child doesn't take effect. So. Um, but we do. We would come out and say that basically, if she's 11 or so, where her she's mature enough to take a netter, even though she's a katana, and that is a machlokas. But we would ask that the father can annul the netter for that and anara. And when they're fully married, um, then the husband can do um, can do hafara, can uh, revoke her nadorim. Just remember with uh, marriage in Torah law, there's the two stages of marriage. There's Erusin and Nisrin. And Erusin, in a way, is similar to the engagement, but much more powerful for, for all intents and purposes. They're basically married, except for a few, a handful of halachas. Um, and Nisrin is when they're completely married. Once they've done Nisrin, then the, has the husband does Hatorah. If they've only done Erusin, since she still stays at home, she's still partially in her father's rishus and partially in her husband's rishus, they both have to do hatara, uh, hafara. Uh, they both have to do it, and if one of them don't, then it wouldn't, her letter would still stand. Um, an important point with this is that she only has that, when they hear about it, they only have the day on they hear, the day that they hear about it on, to annul the neder. So if it's uh, Monday and the father hears that his young uh, 12-year-old daughter took a neder to do X and he wants to annul the neder, oh, not annul, annul is a confusing word, he wants to do hafara, then he he has until that evening. If he delays, if he delays, until the next day, then he can't do it anymore. And so too with the husband. They only allow to annul it on the day that they hear about it. Um, the other thing that they could do, um, and that's the equivalent of what we would call hakoma, verifying the neder. If they verify, if the father hears about the neder and he's like, okay, fine, <laughs> you want to take that neder, you live with it, then the neder is verified and he can no longer do hafara. And again, being silent until the next day is the same as um, is the same as Hakoma. So again, he has to hear about it 
on the day that he hears about it, he has until the next day to uh, do hafara or until he does hakoma, until he verifies it. Rav, can, can a woman go to a, to a chacham to so if she, if her husband or her father don't allow her, uh, don't do hafara, for whatever reason, or then she can go to the chacham and do hatara. <coughs> so she can still get the neder and out in the normal moons, but hafara, the father and the husband can't do it, and uh, it would be in that way. One of the big differences, this is uh, interesting, but to point out between hafara and hatara. I go into the, her father or her husband annulling it versus a sage doing it through the method of Sheila or Harata is what happens if she broke her nether? So let's say she took a nether, she's not going to eat carbs during the week. And Thursday night she forgot or her desires got the best of her and she ate carbs. If subsequently her father hears about the netter or her husband hears about the netter and he says, oh, no, I'm doing hatara on that netter. I know what a misery you're going to be and I don't want to live with you if you're not eating carbs. So he says, um, so, he's, so the husband annuls her netter, then she still transgressed her netter. Hatara only works from when he hears about it, whereas hatara if she would go to the Chochom and the Chochom would say, oh, had you known that it would have been your, that your, I don't know, brother would have got engaged this week, you wouldn't have taken the Neder, or whatever the exact Charoto or Sha'ila that she uses, then it's retroactively annulled. So it would be as if she never ever transgressed it because it's cancelled from the day it was taken. So that's a big difference between Hafora and Hatara. Um, I think that's most of the background information. Um, I think let's uh, go on. It's the, this is all based on the psukim at the beginning of Parshas Matos. If you get a chance to uh, read through them, it's very, very helpful to understand the droshas and where, we can, where the Gemara is getting all its halachas from. Okay, so the Mishnah starts, Nodra Vihi Arusa. If she took a neder while she was in Arusa. Notice that theoretically, when a father or husband hear about it, it will require both of them to annul the neder. Iskarsha Bobayom. Um, and then she gets divorced on that day. Now, we saw in an earlier part in this parak, if she gets divorced, this orus, then the rishus goes, falls to the husband. Sorry, to the father. If she gets divorced, even though they each had a share in the netter, the father and the husband, and it took both of them to another netter, when she gets divorced, all that rishus is transferred or the Rishus of the Orish is transferred to the father. So she gets divorced. Bobayom on that day. The emphasis simply of Bobayom is that they must have heard about it and they have to, it all has to take effect that day because if they leave it for the next day, then there's Hakoma. So it's also Bobayom. And then she does a Rusin again. So she took an error or a, and then uh, as an Arusa, and then she was divorced <coughs> and did a rusin to another man, or even the same man, on that day again. I feel even to a hundred men. So she got divorced and remarried and divorced and remarried and divorced and remarried and divorced. Um, even a hundred times. Avia ubala ha'akron Her father and her 
this last husband anal hernadorim. Right? While she's an arusa, it requires her father and her oris to anal hernadorim. And this, on the surface, is even. Um, this is even the last orus and not the, the the most recent orus and not the original orus. So the novelty in this, the Gemara will bring out, Shmuel will bring out in the Gemara, even though she heard the orus knew about the neder and he should have annulled it when he heard about it, and then they got divorced, so he can no longer. When she now does a rusin to a new man, the neder half falls under his jurisdiction, and then it would take this new orus. The Bala Afron, her most recent husband, and her father would annul her neder. The general principle is any time she does not fall into her own reshus, even for a moment. Then, if she's an oris, her father and her most recent oris and now her nadorim. What does it mean, fall into her own rishos? So that from earlier Mishnahs it's been, it's come out clear. Firstly, if she becomes a bogeres, that's a girl over 12 and a half, no longer Nara, but then a bogeres, her father can no longer annul her nadorim. Her husband still can, but her father can't. So if she would... Um, be divorced and the Bulgarians, well then she's in her own rishos. Or if she did Nisuyin, she got properly married, not just the first stage of Erusin, she did even the second stage. When she gets divorced, she's not, she's no longer in her father's rishos, if I remember correctly, and then she would not be able, so her father could not do her Nadorim. So as long as she's in the stage that she's kind of Yeah, that she's all let's say always been in her father's rishus. Then, as an orus, she would need her father and her as a sorry as an arusa, as she one who has is in the stage of marriage of arusin. Her father and her orus, her current orus, would have to annul her nadorim. Just an interesting point that um, they bring up on the Mishnah. Um, is that. You notice the language is nis orso. If she became an orus, it's in a, it's in the biryevet. I not that. Oh, she's a single girl. She's twelve and a half, perfect age. She should get married. We're not saying that. We're saying if she got remarried on that day. So the, so, so some of the commentaries point out the reason is because I don't know if you remember in Yavamos we said that a woman is not supposed to get remarried within three months of being married. Now there was a machlokas in the Mishnah there whether you follow a Rusin. What about a Rusin? Remember the main concern there is that she became pregnant and you wouldn't know who the father is. A Rusin, they're never going to be together. She's not going to be pregnant. So that was a machlokas in the Mishnah. So someone who say, and this is, if you learn as Mishnah as Biryevet, then it's learning like the opinion over there that says even an Orus is not supposed to get married within three months. If she does, okay, we'll leave, let her marriage stand, or at least until we find out about it, she can, the father and her husband can, and together can annul her Nadorim, but the point is that she shouldn't have got married within three months. 
Um, okay, let's go on to the Gemara. I'm just interested to point out this. The, the Ran um, points it out as we go through or on the Mishnah and as we go through the Sugis. I'll just point it out now. Is that um, the Mishnah emphasized that she got she was an Orus and she got divorced on that day and then she got did a Rusin again on that day. Always emphasizing on that day. Um, so this so, so he wants to say it must be whether Av or the Aurus heard about the netter on that day. Because remember, as long as they haven't heard about the netter, when on the day that they do hear about it, even if it's months after she took the netter, they can annul it. And specifically when they hear about the netter on that day, then they have to. Now, um, the Gemara at first assumes it's specifically the first Aurus who heard about the netter. Not, not necessarily the Av, but the Aurus. So the Gemara asks, says, how do we know that this later Aurus can annul Nadorim that were disclosed or discovered by the first Aurus? I early on that day when she was uh, in, uh, a Rusin, had done a Rusin to her first husband, and he heard about the Neder, who says that his rights in his share of the Neder to annul it transferred to this later Aurus that she did to a second or a third, or as he said, even a hundred, to uh, the hundredth time on that day, to a later Oris. So Omar Shmuel, Shmuel answers, Omar cross from the become to if she shall be married to a man, with Nadorim, Nadorim this implies any Nadorim that she had on her already. Right, so she already had a neder with the first Oris, and now she becomes a, a married woman. She does a rusin to this second husband. Um, she can annul um, that husband, that Oris can annul her nadorim. Oh, Dilma, Hani, Mili, Shaloi, Niru, Oris Rishon. says, but maybe that's only where the Oris Rishon didn't know about them. Again, if he knew about them, then he's the one who has the rights to annul the netter. Who says that it ever transfers down the line to a second Oris to annul the netter? Oh, the Posuk implies that no, if she had a netter from before, then her husband can annul it. Maybe that's where it, it, it was a netter that no other Oris had the ability to annul. Again, if a first Oris never ever heard about the netter, well then he can't annul it. So fine, when the later Oris hears about it, he can annul it. But maybe where the first person, the first Oris could annul it, who says that it transfers to the second one. Um, if we have time, I'll come to another point. But Aval Nadorim Shinirul Oris Rishon, Loi Motsi Mefar Arusu Achron. Maybe any Nadorim that the Oris Rishon did know about this Oris Akron cannot annul. So the Gemara, so he answers Oleho Kroyaseirahu. This word Oleho is extra. If you just, you could read the Pasuk as easily with that Oleho or without that Oleho. So what's the emphasis Nadorim that were on her? I could have just said Nadorim because yeah I'll read the pasuk is the imhoyot yele ish v'nodreo oy mevatel sosel asher osro al nafsho. 
if there were any um, if she got married and it doesn't say um, and they vows on her but you can as easily read it and or the nadarim or any expressions of her mouth which she has forbidden on herself. I see. You see, you can read the puzzle. Doesn't have to say on her or expressions of her mouth that she forbade on herself. That she forbade on herself can go back on nadarim or mavates herself. So the soleil is extra, and therefore it's used as a drasha to say even nadarim that were on her with the previous oris. Um, the run points out very interestingly here. It says, if you notice, it sounds like all that Shmuel's coming to do is introduce the drosha. We then, what we're going to do now is say, Tanya Kavai said to Shmuel, there's a brisa in line with Shmuel, and it's going to do nothing, not quote, it's going to be emphasizing this halacha. So the Ran asks, that doesn't make sense. You, you, the Gemara asks a question, how do we know that this latter oris can annul the first oris, the this can annul the nether that was heard by an earlier orus, and the and Shmuel brings the answer from the pasuk that yes, that is true, as the pasuk says. But um, and then yeah, sorry. So it seems like all Shmuel's introducing is the source for the strasha, and then we bring a brisa that lines up saying that this idea is true. So the question is, wait, if the Shmuel, it seems that the Gemara took for granted when the Gemara asked the question, he's taking for granted that the first nether can be annulled. Sorry, that the nether can be annulled from the earlier Oros. But then why do you need a Bryce to tell me that same principle? So he points out very interesting. He says, no, the Gomorrah's style sounds like it's one person asking the question and Shmuel come in answering it, but really Shmuel's the one pointing out it. He's just expressing it in question form. Shmuel's getting up and giving a shear and says, how do we know that the mission is true that the latter Oros, uh, the current Oros can annul a letter that was heard by the earlier Oros? And he gives his answer, but he's introducing it as a question and it's all Shmuel. Why is that important? Because then really what, what Shmuel and the run, the run points this out, what Shmuel's doing is saying, I have a tradition from my father, my Rabbeim, that this is how you learn the Mishnah. That the Oros Rishon can annul the neder of the Oros Shani. And the source for that way of learning the Mishnah is the extra word Oleho. Why... Um, Again, this is a technicality in the Gomorrah learning, but why, why you don't, why, um, isn't it self-apparent from the Mishnah that that's what the Mishnah is talking about? So no, not necessarily. Because where in the Mishnah did, do we see that the first husband, the first Oros, knew about the Neder? I've been reading that into the Mishnah, and that's when we asked the question, How do we know that the Oros Akron can annul a neder that the Oros Nirishon knew about? That's reading in, knew about. You don't have to read it that the Oros Nirishon knew about. So the Mishnah is actually a little bit vague. It could be 
a case where the Oros Rishon never knew about the letter, and that's why this latter Oros and the father are annulling it. And that's what the Gemara, so Shmuel's coming along and saying, no, I know from my Rabbeim that the correct way of understanding the Mishnah is that even if the Oros Rishon knew about the letter, this, and he didn't annul it, this Oros Achron, the current Oros, can annul his share in the Neder. Um, and now we bring a bracer to show another source that that is a valid opinion in understanding the Mishnah. Let's see this inside. Tanya Kavaisa de Shmuel is a bracer in line of Shmuel. Nara Murasov Yobalamefer in the Dorel Keta. We know that a Nara, good to see Evan, um, a Nara Muraso, her father and her husband together annul her Nadorim. How, how is that? says, If the father heard about it, and he did hafora. And the husband didn't get a chance to hear about it, and then he died. And she gets remarried on that day. Even if she gets remarried a hundred times, her father and her bala achron annul her nadorim. This is not our case yet, because this is a case where the father heard about it, um, and the husband never ever heard about it. So this, as I pointed out, is not our discussion, because obviously, or more obviously, when the earlier, if the if the earlier Oros never knew about the netter, well then why can't the current Oros and now the netter? Our whole novelty was even whether. First, Oros heard about the netter. So that case is not under discussion yet. That's the following one. Shoma Bala Bahafalo. If her husband, um, yeah, when we're dealing with a case where the father, where you had this girl who had done a Rusin, so her father and her husband and her Oros do um, annul the netter together, and then she gets divorced and then re does a Rusin to a second man, or a first, it doesn't actually make a difference, to a second man. The second man can do afara with the husband. Uh, sorry, with the, with father, the father. With the father. So the question. Even I didn't hear the, the vow. Well, obviously, when he hears about the vow. When he hears about the vow. So, Shomabala If the husband heard about it, and he didn't get a chance to hear about it until the husband died. I, the father didn't hear about it. The, the, her first Oros heard and did Hafara, and before the father heard about it, the father can go and annul the chalek of her first Oros. Again, and this is, um, this is as we know, if the Oros dies, the, his share to annul transfers to the father to annul. Now he says, Omar Rabbi Nason. Rabbi Nason says, Hey, hey, give Rabbi Shammai. This is actually Rabbi Shammai's opinion. This that the father himself annuls this netter. Okay, that the Oros took, that the Arusa took, and her Oros annulled it, and then he died before the father did, that the father is the only one who annuls the netter. He is not able to annul it. 
Now there is a little bit um, to go into on this point, but I think let's go. Let's not complicate it just yet. Um, but my pliggy, what are Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel arguing on? And this is where we'll bring out to see that um, Shmuel fits in well, with both of them. We're just going to have to just uh, emphasize which case. Um, I should just emphasize that according to Beishama, which is the opinion that we've seen expressed clearly again, when the husband heard about the Nehra, the Oros heard about the Nehra and he annulled it, and before the father annulled it, the husband died, the father then annuls the Oros's share, we have to emphasize that because when the Oros dies, his annulment is bottled, is cancelled. So now she, her Nehra is there in full. And Beishamai's novelty is that the husband can still, the father gets the rights to annul the share that, again, was already annulled, just ineffective, of the first husband. But my pliggy, what are Beishamai and Beishil arguing in? So Beishamai, sorry, Beishamai hold. nami The Nedorim that the Orus knew about, even their Rishus gets transferred to the father. Omega's guys, and the reason this works is because they hold that his share gets cut off. What does this Omega's guys mean? So there was a Machloikes in yesterday's stuff. Um, there was yesterday's that. Um, when we say that the father and the husband have a share in this nether to another, they have to do it together. Is it the uh, is it that their shares are intertwined almost in each? Okay, it's, it's interesting because even how the run speaks about it, just a, a little tangent. Even how the run speaks about it, they almost speak about the nether as a tangible thing. I'm sure you you might have picked up on that. His share, her share half a share. Half, like it's a neder. It's a statement. It's a, it's a concept. It's theoretical. But they actually speak about it. Maybe just to make it easier for us to uh, discuss his point. They actually speak about it in concrete terms. We'll see as we explain this piece now, using very uh, clear, very uh, concrete, almost as if you're discussing an apple, as if you're discussing an atom, not a Nere, which we wouldn't have thought to use the same language, but we do. We discuss it as if it's a concrete thing. So when we say that the father and the husband have the option in an, that they together annul this nether, do we say each molecule of the nether has to be annulled by both of them? And therefore, if just one of them annul it, the nether is there in full. It's just weaker. And only when the second one annuls it, it falls away. It dissipates. Let's use that word. Um, is that how you view it? That's Miklash Kolish. What do you say? Miklash guys? No. The husband owns 50% and the wife, and the father owns 50% of the, or 50% of it is his rishos. And therefore, when one announces the nether, half of the nether falls away. And when the second one announces the nether, the second half falls away. That's the, um, if we're in partnership, and I shall, uh, to the same degree, we're in a partnership, and I sell my share, and it's very clear, then 
half of it, the partnership, oh, we split the profits and our, or the merchandise, and I sell my share, and you don't sell your share, or then only subsequently you sell your share. They almost have no effect on each other. They're independent. Um, that's Mega's guys. Um, to the Gomorrah asked the question is almost as if she takes a netter to not eat two olives, and the one of them, the Oris or the father, and now their share of the netter, can she eat one of the olives? Because half of the netter it has gone away. That's Mega's guys. Again, this clear um, picture as if the netter is a concrete thing. And the, I guess, I mean, also maybe this takes us back to the beginning of the Masechta that we mentioned. One of the main differences between a Shua and a netter is a netter is on an atom. So that's the concrete aspect that can actually be split. Whereas a Shua is a more theoretical on the person. I won't eat olives or I won't eat two olives. That maybe you can't necessarily split. But well, now that I, now that before I say that, I actually have to think about can I, can a husband and a father and now a shvur or only a netter? Have we seen that? We haven't seen that. So I better not say anything more before we <laughs> clarify that halacha. Um, I'm trying to remember. So the question is, is it divisible or not? Yeah. So by Shammai hold that when the even though the first oris heard about the netter, it gets transferred when he dies. His share of annulling the netter gets transferred to the husband, to the father, to the father, and Megas goes. So just to rephrase it, um, yeah, the, the, as we point out, the netter gets fully transferred to the husband, to the father, to the father, and therefore when the husband heard and did hafara. And before the father heard about it and subsequently died, again, this is the second case of the mission, this is the one we're discussing, um, came when the husband heard about the netter, he annulled it, and before the father even heard about the netter, the husband died. Now, his hafara is bottle, as I mentioned, the, this annulment that the horus did is cancelled, because he died, so it falls away. His, his, his annulment is cancelled. Um, and the father has full rights to now the netter. However, these rights don't transfer from the father to the Oris Shani. That's what I thought in the previous yeah. These rights don't fall to the Oris Shani. This is again, this is a Meishama. And, Beish, and the, the run explains, again, based from Megas Gois, is that when the first Oris does hafara, what is effect, what an Oris can do is effective. So he kind of takes the Oris out of the picture. This is, again, using quite concrete um, imagery to, to describe what's happening here. Is the Oros Rishon does Hatara. Yeah. And there's no more Hatara that any Oros can do. And Oros has done Hatara. And we know that the father and the Oros do Hatara. Uh, not Hatara, Hatara. And that's completely out of the picture. Oh, when he does, his Hatara, his Hatara falls away. Okay, but that's all that. Father, so the father now does that hatara because it gets transferred to the father. When she subsequently, again before the father does hatara, subsequently does a rus into another man. When she does a rus into another man, we're back where we st- still the orus's rats in hatara have already been taken out of the picture by the first orus. Therefore, it's just the father. That's how Beishamay learn. Again, in my mind, it's very it's kind of view that when the orus does hatara. What an Oros can be, can do, is there's no more Oros involvement in this letter. 
Oh, when he dies, his aphorah uh, uh, is bottled. Yeah, but his share is given to the father. There is no more oris involvement in this matter. And therefore, even when she subsequently does a erusin, it's still all on the father for when he hears about it to announce it again. And this is this is relying on the point of if you understand the nether as Megas goes, it's that 50% of the Oris. The Oris has been taken out of the picture and is just up to the father now. And even when there's a new Oris, the Oris was taken the Oris was taken out of the picture. If she the Oris and then remarried, does Aris him again? That little gap where she's divorced and done Aris him, it all transfers to the father. So then now there's no more Oris... Well, that's the again, this is all if you learn like Beit Shammai, as yeah, we've just yeah. explained with Megas guys. Um, just to fit this back in, so then Beit, when Shmuel said that the Oros, remember Shmuel explained our Mishnah, that the Oros Shani can do Hatara of what the Oros Rishon knew about, it's according to Beit Shammai, that's only where the Oros Rishon did not do Hafara. Because again, as soon as the Oros Rishon does Hafara, there's no more neder to be annulled by the Oros, even, and the full neder is on the father to annul it. So when she gets remarried, it's still on the father. Yeah, but that's where, but again, so when Shmuel said his Aloha, but when Shmuel said his Aloha that the latter Oros does Hatara, that could be, that would have to be, according to Beishamai, where the first Oros did not do Hafara. So even though it transferred to the father, the Oros is still... The, no Oros has annulled their share in the Neder. So when she subsequently does a Rus in the second time, the Oros wasn't taken out of the picture. Again, where the first... If the first... The difference is, did the first Oros do Hafara or not? That's... Okay. Now, Ubeisilel Sovri, Aviobala Afron Mefir in the Doreho, Vilo Megas Gois. Beisilel Hol, no, the father and the second husband have to annul the Neder because we don't say Megas Gois. They hold, it weakens. It's not that. The father has control of 50% and the husband has control of 50%. They all have control over the whole Neder. So when one of them annul the Neder, it's almost in, in limbo. He's just undemanded. But it's still there, in full, just a weaker form. And she, um, yeah, and, and, and therefore it happens. And therefore, so to just fit it, to, to just sum up Beisilel, again, when the Oris has already done Hafara and then dies, the second Oris will still have to do Hafara on the Neder. Because Beisilel holds, Miklash Kolish, as we said, the Neder is weakened when one of them do Neder, not half of it is taken care of, half of it is out of the picture. The Neder had only, it's just been weakened. And therefore, even though the Oris has already done Hafara, um, it is an insubstantial or incomplete, I'm not sure the exact way to look at it, insubstantial or incomplete Hafara until both have done Hafara. Therefore, when he subsequently dies, and then there's an Oris Shaini, the Oroshani is now in control of the share of the first Oros, which was never properly um, taken out of the picture. Um, and now he would have to. And therefore, Shmuel's thing would apply in all cases. Shmuel's halacha that, again, you had a woman who did her Torah and her first husband heard about the Neder. Whether that Oros did Hafora or not, then they subsequently got divorced. And she remarried another man 
that orus takes control of the share of the first orus to annul it again whether or not the first whether or not the first orus did afara and then she would require both the father and the second orus to do afara and unlike Beishamai where that teaching own where you have to make a big distinction of whether the first husband did hafara. If the first Oris did hafara, then the Oris's involvement in that matter is out of the picture. And it's oh, the, our Mishnah that says, no, you can still do, you need both the father and the Oris Achron to do hafara. That's only um, that's only where the first Oris did not do hafara. Now, what, what were we coming, what were we bringing this whole price for? Um, this whole price was being brought um, to, to bring out. Um, so, yeah. This whole price this whole was brought to so that Shmuel's understanding of the Mishnah is the correct way of understanding the Mishnah. And remember, we said. We, were, we pointed out that the mission was vague. When we say that the father and the Orishani do Hatorah, maybe that's where the... You could have thought that that's where the father never... Where the first Oris never ever knew about the netter. But as soon as he hears about the netter, then he's the one who's entitled to annul it. And if he doesn't then who says that a letter, even if she's subsequently divorced, and then a letter, then there's a late Oris, who says that the latter Oris can? I said, maybe that's how you should understand the Mishnah. And we said, no, Shmuel learned, and again, this is what the, the Ran pointed out, Shmuel had a tradition from his Rabbeim, it's even where the first Oris knew about the netter. And now we've just shown from this Brysa that that is the correct understanding. Even if the first Oris knew about the netter, if he subsequently dies, and if it's a case where he knew about the netter and he didn't do hafara, and then he's out of the picture, he's uh, again he didn't do hafara, and then he divorces her, probably dies would be the same thing, divorce her or dies, then it's on the second orus to do hafara. Again, we see even though the first orus knew about the netter, the second orus takes that place. There was just a distinction in base. Shammai and Beis Hillel, if when the first Oris found out about the netter, did he actually do hafara? But in a case where he knew about the netter but he didn't do hafara, again this is in the run, both by Shammai and Beis Hillel agree that he can annul the netter. Um, I was going to go into another point. Uh, it was just interesting how the run wanted to explain Tosfos's shita. Because again, he uses this graph, this uh, very concrete way of looking at it as the netter. Did the netter transfer from the orus to the father versus where the netter is where it is? It's just the new orus stepping in. But I don't want to, but just, just as I'm saying, what I want to bring out from that point is this concrete language used to describe a netter. I don't want to go into why he's explaining Tosos like that and making the distinction. But he does want to point out that they hold there's a distinction between, again, if the netter moves to the father's rishus, or if the orus just steps in to the void almost where the netter was already. Just an interesting question that the achronim argue about. So we know that if he, the orus hears about this netter, he has 
till that day to annul it. Let's say this is all happening in one day. That's what the Mishnah emphasized, and that's the clue to unlock the. That's the clue to unlock it. But let's say that they did a rusin, and as we know, they would often wait months, if not up to a year, to do nisuin. So a few months later, he hears about a neder she took a while ago. So on that day that he heard about it, he has the option to do hafara. Even though she took... It doesn't have to be on the day she takes the netter. It's on the day that he hears about the netter. So here we had Oros Rish. Now we're saying, at least according to base... In all, basically, in all the scenarios according to base Hillel, and even in one scenario according to base Shammai, there's a place where the Oros Achron kind of steps into the shoes of the Oros Rishon, and you need both the latter Oros, the second husband, and the father to annul the netter together. How much is, when we say the second Oros is coming, stepping into the shoes of the first Oros with the power to annul the netter, how much is it? Because, again, when the first Oros heard about the netter and he was not, didn't annul, he had until the next day to annul it. Does this Oros also have until the next day to annul it? Regardless of when he hears about it? Because he's that, he's just taking a share of, he's just swapping out. Oh, it was that Oris, now it's this Oris, almost just a substitute. The substitute doesn't get a new Nauti Minister to play the soccer game, he just fills in where the other guy left off. So do we say, oh, so that guy had another few hours left of the day, so this Oris also steps into his shoes. Or do we say, no. Once he's an Oris, he's not to such a strong degree stepping into the first Oris' shoes. He is filling his place as now he's the orator who gets to annul the netter, but he still has the day that he hears about it that whole day. So that's just the interesting uh, discussion in Nachroinim. Um, again, just to bring out this point of that, this orator shining, how far do we say he's stepping into the footsteps of the orator Rishon? And we'll leave it there for today. Yeah.